The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Overexercising is a condition where you push yourself too hard physically and don't allow enough recovery time between workouts, sometimes to the point of injury. Yet some people are addicted to their workouts despite the fact that overexercising could negatively lower fitness performance. But how do you know you have an exercise addiction and how much exercise is enough? I'm joined by personal trainer, sports nutritionist and author of The Keen Edge, Brian Keane. Brian, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Is this a common thing? It's became very common in more recent years, I think, between running circles, people that are over-exercising in the gym and basically using it as a way that's taking over their life as opposed to something that's enhancing their life. So I think bringing awareness to what's the minimum effective dose, what should you be doing and when you could potentially be going into over-exercising or exercise addiction, it's just bringing up that dialogue and having that conversation so that people don't end up there. I remember when uh, jogging became the thing and uh, suddenly we were all doing 10Ks and all the rest of it uh, and there was much talk of the runner's high. Now, I always found it the runner's struggle, but that's, <laughs> but I know that I know the thing when I was training for marathons, for example, and you're out on a long run, maybe a 16 mile run and you get into a zone and it's it becomes enjoyable. It does. It's the endorphins when you exercise. And this is not to throw the baby out with the bathwater because exercise is incredible. Going out for a run, going to the gym, doing a home workout is so good for your health, your mental health, your physical health, your well-being. But it's the endorphins and the feel good factor and hormones that are going to make you feel like the day is going to be amazing. I can do whatever that comes at me. It's when that becomes excessive, where people are putting their life on hold just to exercise is when it starts to get into the point of potential danger. Yeah. Now, some people exercise to the point of uh, it looks like they have anorexia and maybe runorexia because um, it's not their calorie intake, which might be adequate but they're doing so much exercise that they're not compensating with uh, extra calories. Yeah, and it's very easy to fall into because it doesn't happen overnight because very few of us will go out and run 16 miles in one go. We normally start at one mile, then we go to two, then we go to three, and we think more is better, that we get this great endorphin high on 15 miles. Well, I should do 16, and then I should do 20, and then I should go to 25. And it just becomes nearly like chasing the dragon with exercise. And you need to be very mindful of that because rest and recovery is equally as important. Your sleep, your nutrition, all of that feeds into it. And sometimes exercise can become it's nearly its own addiction that you're not even thinking about when's my next rest day. You're thinking about when am I getting my next hit on my exercise or on my run? And that's where you want to try and stay away from that point. Mm. Now, how do you know? Is it when it starts interfering with normal life, you know, that you'll do other things that you should be doing, socialising and so on, and you just don't do it because I have to go to the gym? Yeah, I think that's a very good check-in. If you have a family event coming up or a wedding or it's Christmas or it's a birthday and you're thinking, oh my God, I have to get my workout in, that's when the gym exercise running is actually taking away from your life and not enhancing it. So that's a quick check-in. If you feel like you have to do it versus something that you get to do is a nice starting point to check in with. Yeah. Um, So the the question of how much exercise you need, I mean, there are people who literally go to the gym every day. Um, Is that wise? I suppose it depends on the, the vigor and rigor of the workout. But if you're putting your body through a certain amount of stress seven days a week, It depends. I think some people go seven days a week, but probably four to five 
intense workouts is more than enough. General rule of thumb is 45 to 60 minutes, three to five times a week is optimal for the majority of people. You might be going for a social element. You might be going into stretch. You might be going into the jacuzzi and the sauna for a swim. That's a little bit different to intensive exercise. But that three to five days a week, 45 to 60 minutes is kind of a general recommendation where you can't go too far wrong with. Uh, One of the ways uh, the body tells you to stop is injury. You know, that you've done too much and you develop an injury and maybe you're so anxious to get back on the treadmill or back on the track, whatever it is, that you don't allow it to fix properly, to heal properly. And that can lead to long-term problems, I presume. Oh, very much so, especially if you only do one modality of training. So if you're a runner, you probably need to be counterbalancing that with some strength work in the gym so that you're not getting those injuries. But the temptation is, I want to run, I'm getting that runner's high, I'm getting the endorphins, I'm going to keep running, when actually you need to look at your training as a whole. And there's other symptoms that people would get. Getting sick regularly is another really common one. I would say injury and frequently getting sick. If you're getting six, seven, eight, nine colds every year, you're probably overtraining or under-recovering and that's a feedback that you probably need to adjust something Mm. somewhere. Now, people will be influenced by, uh, I suppose, the celebs. And I I read that Adele is doing three sessions a day now and she is boasting that her bum is hard as a rock. I'm delighted for her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your bum would be hard as a rock if you did three (laughs) sessions a day too, Pat. (laughs) But, I mean, that is uh, over-exercising. Now, obviously, she wants to get back to... She she was, uh, I suppose... Um, rather rounded in her youth as a singer and so on. And then she became, you know, much more fit looking and she wants to achieve that. But not everyone can afford to spend, you know, three hour long sessions a day in the gym. No. And the thing is, that's important to understand with professional athletes and celebrities, they're being looked after by professionals and they've got medical teams and they've got nutritionists working with them. So there's everyone's body is going to react differently. But Overtraining is overtraining regardless of who you are. But if you're able to, if you're Adele, you're going to have the best people around you to counteract some of those negative impacts with your nutrition, with your sleep, with your recovery, with your supplementation. The majority of us don't have that. So it's very tempting to look and go, well, Adele's doing three hours a day. I should do three hours a day. I want to look like that. When in reality, it's a completely different circumstance. Mm. So it's bringing that awareness is key. Never some of the texts coming in. My wife is addicted to exercise. If she doesn't get her daily dose, it affects her mood. It has affected our relationship to a point where we've had to go to a counsellor. That's from a Clontarf listener. I get that, Pat. I had that exercise addiction at two different points in my life. One was with the gym in my early 20s and then one was in my early 30s when I started running. And what I found helped was you have to look at alternative coping mechanisms in your life that make you feel good and give you that endorphin high. For some, it's going to be as simple as nature bathing, going for a walk and going for a 20 minute walk or a half an hour walk, listening to your favorite podcast, listening to the radio, listening to your favorite music. For others, it might be cold showers. They're a great tool for feeling good and getting an endorphin hit. 30 seconds at the Mm -hmm. end of a warm shower can be great alternatives to exercise that make you feel good as well. Uh, This one is a 45-minute brisk walk, five or six days a week, enough for a 74-year-old healthy woman. Yeah, assuming... Sounds good. Sounds good. No underlying issues. Again, great way to stay healthy and stay moving. Another one, I train five days a week in the gym. I'm in my 60s. Will you ask, Brian, how should I work out on my rest days? (laughs) Do nothing. Uh, Well, I think a good reframe is calling your rest day a recovery day because if you're somebody that tends to lean towards over-exercise, a rest day can feel like, oh, that's not something I want to do. It's not supporting me. But if you just change the language to this is a recovery day, which means that you might go in for a stretch or you might go into the sauna or you might do nothing at all, straight away your mindset thinks, oh, 
actually I'm recovering for my workouts later on in the week and that could be a nice little shift. So change your mindset. And I mean, it doesn't stop you stretching on a day, you know. No. Of course not. Uh, and keeping supple. All right, Brian, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, the book is available still everywhere. Uh, we talked to you when the book came out first. It's called The Keen Edge. Brian Keen, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Now, still to come on the programme with a reminder that our items are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the News Talk app part by Go Loud. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.